Welcome to the show, Sports and Hip Hop with DJ Mad Max. As you all know, we have the one and only Asia, the Prince of Compton. Is in the show. How's your day going? Pretty good, man. I'm out here enjoying the sun, you know. Enjoying the new album as well? Yeah, I'm out here just like, got together with my family. We've been listening to the tape together, just enjoying family time. Because I spent the whole time working on this project, so it's finally out. How are you feeling about it? It's making some noise. I- I love it. I feel like I've been getting a lot of good feedback and also like I feel like it's my best project production wise and like my vocals, you know, so I'm really loving it right now. Usually I get over a project mm-hmm. fast, but uh, I've been sticking to this one. <laughs> for this project, who did you choose to produce this album for you? Um, I got a little Ronnie on there. I have a uh, happy. Um, we got Coldway on there. I actually got a I forgot his name. He produced the Young Blue, uh, Your Mind Still record. I got him on there. Um, who else? We got like, we went, you know, we went to to the hit makers for this. Yeah, I I could tell definitely from the production. Young Blue, what was it like working with Young Blue? Because this guy just blew up out of nowhere as soon as Drake put him on his song. Yeah, you know, I actually been a big fan of Young Blue since like for the last, I say, four years. Um, I even put my manager on him, like, yo, this dude. So later on, he ended up getting me that feature. Um, and it was just like, it's crazy. Like, now that I got it, it, it still feel unrealistic. To me. Like, not unrealistic, but it feel unreal. Like, you know, still taking it in. But I love Young Blue, though. Soul Ties was the major single off of the album. And you actually directed the video. How was that experience of directing a music video? Oh, that was dope. I usually direct most of my videos. I just don't take like the credit for it or not even that. Uh, I always do like a partner, you know, half and half. But this time I did the whole video. I just kind of wanted to bring my idea to life um, and be hands on with it. I wanted like the love story vibe, summertime in L.A., you know. So I know I had to take control for me to bring that out. Mm-hmm. Looking back now on 103 AM and looking back at your debut, how do you think you've grown as an artist in the past few years? Uh, I'm way, you know, way more mature now. I kind of understand the business a lot more. Also, like my my voice got way better. I've learned how to use the keys. I've learned how to I learned how to use my voice as an instrument. So I feel like, you know, that matures me and puts me in the higher level from where I was before. For the most part. And in 2019, you had the opportunity to do a song with Snoop Dogg. How was that with Ventilation? That was dope. Shout out to Steels and shout out to Gentry. They put that together for us. Um, prior to that, I had did uh, Snoop Dogg Little Leagues like football halftime. Okay. I did it twice. So I, I actually linked up with him twice before that. And then we did the record. We were supposed to shoot a video. Um, we never got to it, but we were supposed to shoot a video. He ended up going on tour, so... You think you'll be collaborating with Snoop again? Of course, it's mandatory. I need him on, on my tape, for sure. Maybe the deluxe. Maybe the deluxe. <laughs> the deluxe. Oh, so you're, you're already working on a deluxe, perhaps. Yeah, you're actually the first person I'll tell that to. I'm really working on deluxe right now. Oh, that's um, I think I'm going to go in, you know, probably with some features. This one. You think Drake's going to be on here? Who? Drake. You got to get Drake on here. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Hey, if you could give me Drake... I bring you a plaque, man. I bring you a plaque, but I wish. Oh, how about MC8? MC8. I'm actually meet MC8. I got a show with him in October. Oh, uh, yeah? 
Well, welcome to the West Festival. That's a legend. So we on the same lineup. That's a line. That, that, that sounds like a lineup right there, but that's a legend. A hundred percent. Now, how did you get the phrase Princess of Compton? Uh, well, where I grew up, they was already calling me uh, the Princess of the Arms. Shout out to my homeboy Jigga. He was calling me Princess of the Arms. And we kind of make it like a, a whole city thing for the simple fact that I started, you know, going outside of the Arms, being bigger outside of the gate. So, like, the whole city know me. So, I just took it and ran with it. And, you know, I feel like, I got a big family. My family is well known. So it's like, we got that royalty thing going on. I don't want to sound, you know, but I'm just like using that as a catchphrase. But it's like, we got, you know, you got a popular family and you that one girl, you know? Mm-hmm. So I just took it and ran with it for that. We look back at the movie Shred Out of Compton. Did you see that in the movies by any chance? Because you probably saw it after 100% if you didn't see it in the movies. I saw it in the movies. So in the movies. I was supposed to be in it. Oh, you were supposed to, who were you supposed to play? I, I was just supposed to be a part of the band on stage. It was like a, comp, uh, a concert scene they did. I think they did two concert scenes and I was supposed to be in the band on the stage. and Just some extras, you know, just moving around. I wasn't even doing music at the time, really. Is acting something that you want to get into on the side, besides your music? Definitely. I got a, I think I got a huge love for, like, directing because, um, all I do is watch movies. I like, even when I'm in the studio, I like to have a movie on. So I definitely want to get into that world. I want to experience, you know, like being someone else for a day. You know, I look at it as like if you can act, you got superpowers. <laughs> what kind of movie do you have to have on in the studio? And what movie do you want to be in as an actress? I want to be in one of the Fridays. Um, I love to have I love to have TV shows on, like one on one, you know, the old shows, the Parkers and I watch different worlds a lot, but for movies, I would say Straight Outta Compton is one of my favorite movies. I'm not even going to cap. And The Temptations. The Temptations. That's a good one. The Temptations probably about 200 times. How did you feel about all the bandwagon NWA fans once Straight Outta Compton came out? Because I was someone that was listening in the NWA way before the movie came out. Um, I feel like it's a, it's a 50-50 thing because you got people that get introduced, you know, late. The movie might introduce them to... NWA, uh, I seen everybody wearing their NWA outfits, the Compton hats. That was the only thing, though. We was looking at everybody like, why you got a Compton hat on? You ain't from Compton. You see everybody in Beverly Hills at the movie theater with Compton hats. So other than that, I feel like, you know, a lot of people just got introduced to the real story behind NWA. Who's your favorite member of NWA? Ice Cube. Ice Cube. Oh, especially with and the movie. my movies. favorite part was uh, when he went to the label and just started busting shit. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> when he had the bat he had that edge to him and he was smart and i feel like you know he wrote all the he wrote most of the music he was just like he's what they needed you know so i love ice cube i feel like easy he was the the character he was the character definitely for the-, the character definitely the character uh i just think ice cube was the 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 engine mm-hmm. you know You've worked with Snoop Dogg and plenty of others. Would you work with James Blunt? Because I know he's a huge inspiration to you. Of course, I would work with James Blunt. Actually, you just gave me an idea. I should get James Blunt on like some background vocals or a hook if I could. That's interesting because when I was younger, I listened to his Back to Bedlam album. Well, how did you get introduced to James Blunt? Because I've never heard an artist say that they like James Blunt, especially a rapper. Um, my uncle Adolph 
you put me on the song goodbye my lover and you know you're beautiful you're beautiful i used to play it every day before i went to school i was like in middle school i used to play it every morning while i was getting ready for school i just loved his voice and the stuff he was saying like and he was cursing in his music and i was like you got this dude right here who looked like this and he's just so edgy so i really was dealing with him like musically for a while after that like the same three songs i just love shout out to my uncle <laughs> yeah, people don't bring James Blunt up a lot, but he's he had some hits back in the day. I think that was 2005. He definitely was edgy and had hits and the voice to match. Why 103 AM? Why was this the title for your new album? Um, well, basically, for like the last three years or two years, I've been seeing 103 all the time. Even if it's PM or AM, I always see 103. So when I looked it up, uh, it was actually an angel number that mean like greatness was coming your way, you know, stuff like that, or you will prosper. So October 3rd is when I actually got noticed by uh, Joe Moses, October 3rd. That's why everybody started sharing my time for a video. So it's like a special number to me. I got attached to it recently and I'm like 103 AM. I want to give everybody a different side of me to R&B. So why not 103 AM? I could have went PM, but this is AM music. You know what I'm saying? This is like middle of the night music. So that's that's definitely the reason why I feel like it means greatness is coming. And I feel like I transitioned with this tape. So, yeah. You're going to be a 103 AM tour. You mentioned that you're going on tour at Wood MCA soon in October. Um, We're working on it. Yeah. I'm definitely, I never had a concert, you know, my own concert. So definitely working on getting that done this summer, hopefully. 103 AM. Did you spend the whole majority of COVID working on this album? Was that what you did during last year? Because last year there was no tours. Everyone was basically yeah. shut down. Yeah, definitely. I worked on this project for like, I would say the year. Uh, I went and got some equipment for my room and I put the studio in my crib and also I would practice there and then I'd go to the studio and I was just laying down tracks. Like it spent months. I would go lay one track down. I'll probably record like 10 songs and keep one out of the 10 just kept working and I ended up like finding stuff like finding music like forgive me the outro I wasn't gonna put that on the tape that wasn't there. that wasn't there uh, I was gonna put another track I did in Atlanta but I found that in my notes and I was like where's the producer so we couldn't get a hold of the producer so I actually had LG Elgin remake the beat and he did crazy he didn't even remake it he started from scratch I just gave him the vocals he went crazy so it Ain't the same as my favorite off of the project. I think that one's relatable because you talk about people being different on there. You think that when you're different in society, do you just accept that you're different after a while if people don't accept you? I did. I definitely did. I feel like you got some people around you that feel like, you know, you change or because you elevate, you're just different and you act funny. But really, like, some things just don't get exciting to you no more. But you got other stuff to look forward to, so... I definitely I accept change. As long as it's not like coming from a bad place, I accept change 100%. But you got people that's coming from a bad place with it, like changing on you because of, you know, just being rude about it. Just It's just two different changes that I cope with. Being from New York, I noticed that there's all these artists in New York trying to make it. Do you feel as though it's difficult to make it out or where you're from in LA and Compton? It's definitely, I think out of all the states, LA has it the hardest. Um, I feel like 
I know you hear this all the time. Other states, they uplift each other, you know. And here is really, we uplift, but sometimes it, it be fake. You know, like it don't always be real and it's not coming from a genuine place. So it's just not consistent, mm-hmm. uh, I would say. So I definitely feel like it's harder to make it out here because a lot of people don't take LA serious too, for whatever reason, they don't take it serious. Really? Because LA is one of the main places in hip hop, especially for hip hop history. Yeah, well, you got some artists that brush off and but I'm saying like inner city, underground, it's hard to get to that level. Once you get there, yeah. of course you out, the talent speaking for itself, this and that, but I'm, as far as like the support and to overcome being underground, it's really hard. How was it going on tour with Mozzie? It was there we go. My bad. Sorry, somebody. Oh, it's all me. good. Um, now, it was great. I love Mazi. He got some great energy. I met him at BET Awards uh, probably like two years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're good. I met him at the, at the BET Awards about two years ago. And uh, from then, it's been love. And he called me up. And I, I met Mazi and, um, at, and at the BET Awards. And from then, it's been love. He asked me to do, I think I did three shows with him. And then I also did like two concerts with him separate from the tour. So. It's always a good work with Mozzie, the fella. Mm-hmm. Yeah, LA has some talent out there, Mozzie. You look, you look through the list, and speaking of Nipsey Hussle, the late great Nipsey Hussle, you had the chance to meet him, but you didn't get to talk music with him. No, when I met Nipsey, he got on my cousin party bus. Uh, this was like years ago. He got on my cousin party bus, but I've kept in contact with people that was tight with him, uh, and you know they would always tell me good things, you know, but nothing direct from me and Nipsey. You think Nipsey, you and Nipsey would have eventually made a song together? Of course. I yeah. feel like it definitely would have been there. I feel like I was close, too. I feel like I was almost there. I was actually supposed to go to one of his, uh, he had a party, not want well, to get together at his store, releasing a video. So I was actually supposed to go to that. I didn't have nobody to go with at the time. My pops was away, so I was like, you know, I didn't get to make it. That could have been that time. Well, Wayne's another inspiration to you. You grew up, you love his mixtapes. Have you ever had the chance to come across Lil Wayne and meet him at all? Lil Wayne? Mm-hmm. No, I've never met Lil Wayne. Not yet. <laughs> soon, though. <laughs> no, definitely soon. Actually, I got some stuff that I would like to send Lil Wayne. <laughs> What's your go-to Carter album? Carter 3, for sure. The Carter 3? Yeah, definitely. That was like, because I my uncle was a huge fan of Lil Wayne, and uh, I knew about him early on, like, you know, like his underground music tapes, but like when it comes to him being a bigger artist, Carter Three is to me the best one. Yeah, Carter Three, that's that's the one that people run to the most, even though I like the Carter Two. Carter Two you is like fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like I like Carter Three, but I love his underground stuff. He had a uh, a song, something you forgot. He was dedicated, I think, to Nivea. And yeah. that's when I fell in love with Wayne at that time. Tell me about putting Rock Solid Entertainment together with your father, because he's the CEO. Yeah, we both uh, CEO 50-50. <clears throat> so I own it and he own it. Um, you know, well, my dad's name is Rock. So, and a lot of people, you know, we got a lot of friends and family that known us to be solid. So it just came natural. And after then, we still pushing it. We still getting uh, little things together, like the logo and stuff like that. But it's definitely a lot of work behind the Rock Solid. We own the LLCs to it. And I feel like, I feel like later on we're gonna be able to sign a couple artists that I know how I'm gonna know how to navigate it and know where to put them. But right now, 
to focus on myself a little bit and then, you know, pass that on to somebody else for sure. Who are some artists that you're looking to sign or who's some artists that are buzzing that you're really messing with out, out there in Compton? Um, in Compton, I got a little cousin named Jorian and he actually surprised me. He's been rapping for about a while now, like two years. And you know, the music was cool, but it just wasn't hitting like that yet. So he actually sent me something. He asked, they asked me to do a song with me, he sent me something. And I, I didn't pay attention for like two months because I was working on the tape. So then I finally was like, pull that up, you put it up. And it was like, I'm telling y'all, the song gonna come out, it's called Fake Love. It's one of the craziest songs I've heard coming from the city, from an underground artist for sure. Like, I can't wait for y'all to hear it. So y'all hopped on it and he's one of the ones that I feel like will be big. Um, who else? Compton. I know this artist, I am B. Izzy, but I don't know if he's from Compton. I think he is, but I'm not sure if he's from Compton or LA. But he definitely one of the few talented people that I know personally that I feel like I could sign. The game's got to do a song with you too. I think the game should do a song with you. Yeah, the game. Uh, I think he hit me up. He wanted to sign me. I, or I'm not going to say that. I don't know if he wants to deal with me management wise or sign to me, but. He actually hit me up asking me like who I was signed to and you know then we had that conversation and then I seen him at a listening party like three days after that. So I think definitely I think we could do something for sure. I don't see why not, you know. Was there any important advice that he gave you at the listening party or when he asked you who you were signed to? Uh no, we didn't we didn't get that far, but it was just like short conversation, like what's up? You know, I, I think uh he had just got his car done, he had like a nipsey face on it. Mm -hmm. Talked about that. And that was pretty much it. And, um, he kind of broke down to me though the difference uh, with the with the deals. He's like, "Who you signed to?" I'm like, "I'm signed with Empire." He's like, "No, I think you just got a distribution." Like it was early on. I'm like, "Yeah, just a distribution." But so we got into that. But that was pretty much it. The game. People don't realize that the game really took over and was the face of Compton after that whole Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre era. I'm on a documentary. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know how people don't know about that. Like, what was his biggest 50 cent? Mm. At the time, you remember that was like, you know. That was the big beef during that time. That was like the pocket biggie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, in a way, that was a big beef and that was a big collaboration at the same time, too. Because when they was together, they were still big, you know. So I think a lot of people forgot about that. No. And now you're carrying the torch. What does that mean for you to carry the torch for Compton? Um. Just make sure it's a lane for other people behind me. That's more important to me because I experienced that. I experienced seeing stuff go on right in my front of my Facebook, not you know, passed on or anything. So I experienced that. So I don't never want I don't want nobody else to deal with nothing like that. Personally, it's not I'm not even trying to sound like, oh, I want to save the day, but now I really feel like if you know somebody talented and you know somebody got that, what you got, that special talent. So a lot of people out here making music, but you know that special. Out of 500 artists, you could pick two special ones, you know. So I feel like just passing it on and, and making sure it's room for everybody. That's really it though, for me mm -hmm. when it comes to like having a torch. Because what's the point of having it if you're not going to pass it? You're exactly right. I love to hear the significance of the album cover. I like, um, the, I like the art on it. Yeah, so I actually hit up my cousin. She's a tattoo artist. So that was her first time doing a, a digital cover art. Um, so I was thinking, you know, one or three a.m., middle of the night, and I just, I just painted, I painted a picture of what I wanted to see me doing. Like I want to see me in the high rises, 
writing music. That's what I want. So I envisioned it. I manifested it. So that's my manifestation right there. My cover art. Mm-hmm. What else are you manifesting for 2021 to happen for you? Like in the business, I'm actually looking into owning a business. I was thinking about like, I see my friend, he opened up a hookah lounge and I think it's like, it's a good income, you know, not even just the income, it's just like we need more positive vibe spots, you know. Um, so I was thinking like opening some type of something, up, a bar, a brunch, you know, something like that. So that's one of my biggest goals right now. You do a lot of charity work. You give back. You also done things with the soccer league. Yes, yes, LA Galaxy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, shout out to, to Aaron, Black Arrow. They actually had me on the Foot Locker, you know, post. And they got me with Black Arrow first. I mean, um, LA Galaxy first. So they came and gave me and my dad our custom jerseys. They took me to the field. We did a photo shoot with them. It was just all love. They gave me a tour around the uh, stadium. So, yeah, shout out to LA Galaxy on that, too, and Black Arrow. Do you have any charity events planned for this summer? Yeah, now that everything's back open, we back to what we was doing. You know, every year I was giving, like, putting, like, a little theme park in my neighborhood down there, like, stuff for the kids, toy drive. So I definitely want to do that. I'm not sure if, you know, kids are going back to school, but I know last year you couldn't do a back-to-school event. So I'm hoping to do a back-to-school event in August. Yeah. And uh, maybe touch up the basketball courts over there again, too. Yeah, your fans will be looking forward to that. I'll tell you that. Especially now that it's all opened back up. Yeah, definitely. Last year was a difficult year. People don't realize it, but it's a time that we'll look back on and that we made it through and that we're able to go back to work again. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. Any upcoming visuals? We do got to get into that. I'm sure you're working on some for the new album. Um, oh, definitely. I'm working on Nobody with Young Blue. We're trying to lock that in. Um, I want to keep it a surprise, but I'm definitely going to shoot majority of the project and just get visuals because I feel like I've held back for a year, you know, so why not flood it a little bit? Any apparel? I think this would make a great apparel line, this album, just based off the artwork. Um, nah. Not that I could. Not that. <laughs> <laughs> That's Is there anything else you would love to let my audience know here, Asia? Now's your time. Anything, any upcoming performances, anything? Yes. Uh, so, Rolling Loud LA. Make sure y'all come out, get y'all tickets for that. I think it's sold out, but I think you can still get some from certain areas. Um, the Welcome to the West Festival. Also, we're going to have a concert coming up, my personal concert. Be on a, I'll look for that. And just stay tuned. If you haven't checked out the tape, make sure you check it out. 103 AM streaming everywhere. Soul Ties is a single. Watch Soul Ties video. And follow me on Instagram, A-Z-J-A-H underscore. And when you touch that stage, what song are you looking forward to perform most? Uh, I would say Forgive Me and the definition of a writer. But Forgive Me because it got like a, it got a drop that I just can't wait to just turn up on. And, de- and definition of a writer was basically an acknowledgement, a tribute to Tupac. Yeah, okay, you caught that. I'm glad yeah. you caught that. I'm glad you caught that, definitely. Um, I was listening to, I actually got some other stuff in story that I want to dedicate to Tupac. I'm not going to say too much, but I was just listening to his tape, and then his birthday was the next day. What does Tupac you know mean to you? He seems as though he's another big influence. Of course, he's an icon. Definitely. I, I love Tupac, and you know why? Um, 
off the bed, I, I love Tupac because my dad was a huge Tupac fan. So when I was growing up, that's all I would see. I remember he had this big ass poster of Tupac in the room. <laughs> my mom like just put the put the picture up, put it in the garage. Something he would never put it up. And, uh, and it took me a while, you know, it took me a while when I was little to realize that Tupac was dead. Like, that's how much I was seeing him. I thought he was still alive. I was young. I think up until I was like six or seven, I realized, oh, like, uh, definitely a legend. We, we, we agree on a lot of beliefs, so. One of the greatest of all time. Definitely. Hands down, I think he's the greatest just based off of what he did for hip hop. What he brought yeah. to the game. We never hear songs like Dear Mama anymore. Dear Mama, and I ain't mad at you. That's one of my favorites by him. I'm telling you, I was just listening to his whole tape, All Lies on Me, and I was just like, dude, this, you got music that you can still play today. It's not outdated. You think All Eyes on Me is his best album? For me, because it's, you know, it's more closer to, you know, the new generation. For me, that's definitely the best. I got like six favorites on there. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a big Me Against the World fan. I like that one too. Okay, okay. People don't realize that Tupac's actually from Harlem. Okay, see, I thought he was from Baltimore. Yeah, oh, he moved out there. That's the thing. People. Okay, so I know he moved around. Yeah, he moved around. He moved, he, moved, he moved to Baltimore. He was born in Harlem, moved to Baltimore, and he eventually made his way out to L.A. Uh, yeah, Oakland. He went to Oakland. Yeah, and he captures the L.A. spirit 100%. Right, because when I'm telling you, growing up, I thought he was alive, and I thought he was from L.A. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you would never know he was from Harlem, but. No, never. I never would have known. No. I just, just don't know. Asia, I'm going to let you go. I want you to enjoy the rest of your night. I enjoyed the new project. It's in the rotation. 103M is available on all music platforms. Make sure you go download it. I want you to enjoy the rest of your day. And anytime you ever want to come on the show, you're always welcome. Keep doing keep doing your thing. You're doing a lot of great things. Okay, I appreciate y'all. See you soon, too. No doubt. Enjoy the rest of your, your day, like I said, and can't wait to see what you got in store. All right, definitely. When we in New York, maybe we can link up and, you know, go over some things. Oh, for sure. No doubt. I have your contact information. I'll be thanking your management and everything. I appreciate you. Yeah.